This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. Um, Angie's here. Uh, listen, we have your bio in the um, caption. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, and by caption, I mean the 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 show notes. But everyone is different on on any given day, and I'm wondering if maybe you're you'd want to introduce yourself. Like, who are you? <laughs> That's too existential. I know. I know. It's deep. It's the deepest question I'm about to ask in in the next hour. That was it. That was the deepest I got. So don't worry. Yeah. I I mean, it's all gravy from here. (laughs) I mean. Gravy? Gravy. It's all gravy. Uh, Gravy. And groovy. Yeah. (laughs) It's gravy. Um, I think uh, currently I am a comedian, mother, occasionally wife. Uh, <laughs> mm, just Every now and then until I look at my Instagram Instagram ads and I'm like, you know what? It's never too late. It's never too late. Um, yeah, yeah I, that's currently what I am. I mean, like I'm a stand-up comedian. I act. I've been on television. I've been in web. You know, my one of my web edits? series. That's when I hold on. Time out. If you're going to call it a web series, I'm going to just be like straight up. You're old. You got old. It's over. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I was in the SAG after meeting, by the way, uh-huh. where they were like web series and web fucking contracts. And they were talking about Orange is the New Black. Yes. They were literally talking series. about Orange. Do you remember this? Yes. When Orange is the New Black was the streaming new media contract that all of me and my friends were using. Mm-hmm. And those girls were series regulars on the like a hit TV show and got paid, I think, $100 a day. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> that was the new media rate during that era. That was the new media yes. rate. Yes. And and by new media, I mean web series because <laughs> they thought Netflix was a web yes. site. They thought it was a website. And it technically is. It technically is a website. Like you couldn't. Yeah. You know, it's there's no DVD that comes to your door anymore. It's just. All right. Oh, my God. They, remember when they had DVDs? Yes. Our door? I used to date a guy that would get so many. Yeah, that's a red flag on how many the number of DVDs he would get delivered. But like. Um, why so many? What was so happening many? there? Exactly. What's happening? You know what wasn't happening? A job. And... Oh, or commitment. Maybe he was like having like maybe he like would start one dvd and be like you know what never mind and it translated over to me yeah it translated over the lack of commitment translated to our relationship and well it's never too late it's never too late it's true and and look you made it you got it you got the baby daddy i saw him i saw him on your instagram like taking naps with your baby he's cute that's cute cute. i like that yeah he's a he's pulling his weight no yeah, I mean, he's classic. He's best be. He, yeah, he is. He is. He really is. He's a very, very good father. It, like, sometimes it does. Um, yeah, I'm overwhelmed by how good of a father he is. Um, terrible Why? Roommate. It's overwhelming? Well, you just got so serious. I know, I know. I, just, I was just We pivoted so quick. We were having a great time. And then all of a sudden, you just, like, remembered your beloved. And it got deep. And I thought, I thought, who are you would be the deep one. But... <laughs> Just just a mention of your of your bow and yeah, considering how much I love my whoa. family and I was just like, oh my god! But <laughs> all of a sudden, wait, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you were like, I really love my family. I really love my family. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Can you cut that out? Uh- <laughs> I mean, really? No, I mean that's so off brand. Like, what's happening here? I know you like them that much. I mean, truly, there are times when like just kind of pivoting to the podcast itself. Like I do feel there is this division between wine moms and then like Utah Mormon moms, you know, like, Oh, what kind of moms? Wine moms, you know, that wine moms that like are like the gag is that they have like a huge bottle of wine that they can't get to, can't wait to get to drinking. 
Uh, yeah. And then I mean, they're drinking it all the while. Let's be exactly real. like, you know, I, I need you all to understand that like those motherfuckers are like, it's five o'clock somewhere. It, it's been five o'clock since 9 a.m. <laughs> Like their in their house, their Stanley Cup is just full of red wine, and yeah. um, that and at the other extreme are like the Utah Mormon moms, like the influencers. Yes, who I also love. I do too. No, I love them. I follow. No, no, no. I follow, I follow them. them. I'm. Wait, I just started to sweat. I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love. No, I like really thought to myself. I, I was on the subway last night, and someone was like, so who do you have on your podcast? And I basically was like, mostly my friends and people I want to be my friends, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But the truth is, I've I've really swung in one direction. And I need to swing back and like get some Mormons on here. And like, really like, because I no, no, I'm I, I, no, I say this with like deep love and respect. Yeah. I love what's happening there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it is amazing to me. I follow one lady who has nine children yes so many of them have nine that's like a, is I that a know. magic number and because you know oh, it's I like know. maybe the body just stops at like the the one digit <laughs> the uterus is like enough <laughs> beep, 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 beep. it's never too late <laughs> but i mean it's never it's, too late it's also like for you i mean <laughs> for me it's definitely too late i is it too late did anyone get a vasectomy oh i love my family yeah <laughs> i mean i have broached the topic to be like, what about? It needs to happen. It needs to happen. You know, um, you love, you know. It's like a half hour procedure. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Like, how much do you really like sex? You've already been circumcised. Like, you know. I mean, really, it's like half done. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. He's actually never, he has, he's a European man, so he's actually not circumcised, which as a Jew oh. is very strange. Wow. Yeah. That's the Where's genre. He from? He's European? He's, he's from the Soviet, former Soviet Union. What? <laughs> yeah. You just dropping bombs like that? <laughs> yeah, we're both immigrants. He's a Russian Jew who's yes. not, they didn't circumcise Russian Jews. Mm-mm. You know, I don't mean to be, I hate this topic so much because I did, you know, it's like part of the tradition and, ugh, but I don't think it's right <clears throat> to circumcise. I, <laughs> I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. But, you know, I do think it's right to get vasectomies. Yeah. Just for the record. If, you're, if you're interested in my take on penises. She she's only pro one kind of snip, and it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do it. I'll I'll deal with the yeah. whatever. But I I am pro a vasectomy. The, the yeah, your body, your choice, and by choice, she does mean vasectomy. Um, yeah, that that's exactly right. Choice. <laughs> your choice. I'm wheeling you over, <laughs> drugged. I mean, it is Love very you, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I. And pro, we'll see. I mean, the I just gave birth so recently, so like five seconds ago. Yeah, like seven months ago. So that's literally five seconds ago in the grand scheme of life. I mean, truly, there are times where I forget that postpartum is not is actually the entire year after you have your child counts as postpartum. No, I think it's actually two or three years for the record. And honestly, if we're really being, if we're speaking English, yeah, postpartum is post having a baby and that's forever like you're never going to be the same your body's never going to be the same your life's never going to be the same so yeah. I'm here for but you literally are in the midst of like I have a baby she could she just she just started eating solids yes solid yeah. food yeah she like I'm so proud of her for like keeping her neck up yes the next situation up, is like, very yes first and pro- foremost it's at very top of mind rolling uh, we're all very proud of her. Yes, I. I, I, I mean, you? really. I was so proud of my daughter's strong neck. Uh, <laughs> I was like sending pictures of like she's an athlete. <laughs> she's a light unto the nation. Like, really, I mean, Olympics. Did you watch out. See that? <laughs> it was swallowed, smashed peas the first time round. <sighs> Get out of my face. The the first Jewish um like whatever. It's just that's going to be her. <laughs> like. I would do that all Alaka? the time. Alaka? Yeah. <laughs> She'll I love be the it. first Jewish something. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. You need to know that um, I have quoted your joke to, <laughs> I'll basically quote it to anyone. I just will say like, I'll just be like, I saw this, this really sweet, she's a Korean mom and she's pregnant 
She's talking about. I'm gonna butcher it right in front of your face. Am I gonna do it? Oh shoot! I just started. I started, so I have to keep going. And she's like talking about her kid and how her kid's like, "Mom, no one in my class is Jewish." And she's like, "Um, what do you mean? What do you? What about Elijah? What about Judah? What about? I mean, what even Sage?" And he's like, "Well, they don't look Jewish." And she gives this really funny face because you know that's like you're not supposed to say yeah. that. And then I'm like. What do they look like? And the kid says, Asian. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's because to be fair, like so many of like half of his family is like who is who are all Jewish. You know, they are Asian. They're Asian. And so um, because also because it because in Russia or sorry, in, in the former former Soviet mm-hmm. Union. They also looked Asian, right? Like. Some parts of it. I mean, I guess Russia is technically Asia. I just recently learned this. It is technically Asia for real, for real. Mm -hmm. And then also like Mongolia is around there. And Siberia. I mean, my his grandmother was Siberian and she actually looks like my mom. Like, you know, there's like like how because you know how like old people all kind of start to get the same face, just like all babies kind of have the same face. (laughs) I love them I love them you know that I used to like I sing in Yiddish so I like like really love old people yes me too you love old people I love old people fucking best (laughs) I like more than I enjoy children um (sighs) like no I like I like babies which is different than children I mean children I'm into children like they're they're all great everyone's great people are great but (laughs) Babies are like really spe- – because they're so close to the source. Mm-hmm. And then almost dead people, meaning very old. Also close to the source. Also, mm-hmm. it's like really like, oh, they're like touching – they're like kissing the same consciousness. Yes. And I'm like, what's that about? That's like some God stuff right there. I want in on that. I mean, true. I mean, talking about getting philosophical, that – and you can feel it because there's an innocence that comes back around. Like – I know. Yeah, it is very with special. the knowing. Yes. There's an innocence that comes back around mm-hmm. with the knowing. Yeah, fully. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. That like, so most of his family looks Asian or is Asian, mm-hmm. and he's Jewish. Yes, we're all that's Jewish. dope. But I mean, it's Fucking also dope. The relationship that um, his family as Soviet Jews have to their Judaism is very different mm. than the sort of. Judaism I grew up around you know I grew up in like Skokie it's a very American uh, Jewry kind of situation yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. Uh, like much more pre-war immigration sort of situation yes. so yes um the relationship to their Judaism is very different um it really is I have the chills like yeah the way you even articulate it because you I mean this is your family yeah I, I know it because I grew up around Soviet Jews um and like the man who taught me how to speak Yiddish didn't know that he was Jewish until he was like in his mid twenties mm-hmm. when like someone gave him his passport and it said Jewish on it. He was like, "What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like as you know, as an ethnicity, right. as an identity, as like he's not Russian, he's Jewish." Mm-hmm. And like he was like, "I'm not sure what you're talking about." <laughs> um, and that that you know that so I understand that, but like this is like your family, so it's real. It's a really interesting. It's really interesting because they didn't yeah. they didn't teach religion in the Soviet no. Union. <laughs> and so it's very uh, new to them. Like they have this sort of mm. yeah, like a, have you ever seen a giraffe walking like for the first time, like a baby giraffe? Or walk? Yeah, there is that sort of awkwardness to their practice of it unless they've made a concerted effort to really identify with their Judaism once they arrive here. Or a lot of them in Israel are very yeah. kind of newly um, devout so inside of a lot of the, um, especially that during the high holidays, because as a convert, I'm so much more intimately and more recently acquainted with all the traditions. Yeah. Like very often. I have the chills everywhere. Chills, yeah. Chills, chills. This is so deep. So deep. I, I really thought, yeah. who are you was going to go deep. You got deeper. <laughs> Over. But I mean, I, that's the reason why I think I have, I sometimes take the lead in these things because wow. I have the more recent and more intimate knowledge about this stuff versus and, them. Yeah, and you're the matriarch. And yeah. like in Judaism, you hold the candles, right? You hold the flame. I mean, my like, mother-in-law that's... 100% does. I know. <laughs> and, but you and your mother-in-law, like who you look like. And yeah. No, 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 no. This is my, my mother-in-law is like regular Muscovite Jew. Um, 
a Russian lady. This was my husband's grandmother who was oh, his grandma. Siber- okay. yeah, got Siberian. It, got, it, got, it, got it. But yeah, it's it's got a little it. removed. And uh, but she, my mother-in-law is very much, very tall, very Russian, very the, the kind of Soviet woman that wears cur- wears fur casually. Yeah, no, I know her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loves fur. She loves caviar. She like yes. she like ducks. She likes like you know what when I when I talk when I go to do the the Yiddish shows in the Yiddish they come up to me with flowers yes always flowers they come up to me with fl- they, they've never met me my, in my life yeah I'll do a show for them and the Russian audience I mean it's why like I mean in Israel Israel benefited greatly from the Russian immigrants yeah. because they are so loving of the arts and sciences I mean it's like what's going on in <clears throat> in in Russia right now is a whole other thing but like the you know the Soviet like culture is really beautiful so they'll come up to me with like flowers with chocolate with like stuffed animals it's really (laughs) incredible for singing to them it's really amazing it really is amazing they do like the flower and chocolates it's very do they give you flower and chocolates do they give you that after your your shows yeah i mean no no i don't i don't perform to any soviet jews they're not going out to see stand-up comedy done by me i know but but your family (laughs) No, they ne- my parents have never seen me do comedy. My in- your parents? No, your parents have never seen me do stand up. Wait, I actually understand that because you know I'm a, I'm first generation American. Yeah. your parents are from Korea, right? Yes, I'm. I was born in Korea. You were born in Korea. Okay, so like I understand. Like you're like guys, you you don't want to be there. Like you don't. I, I tell this story, but so my parents have come to see me do comedy once, and it was when I was doing improv. I was still doing improv, and it was very early in my sort of comedy career. And they came to see me and I uh, was performing with a team of other women. And uh, after the show, my mom was in the back seat and never forget, she like poked her little head in between the two seats in the front and was like, you were the shortest one. Oh. <laughs> that's all she oh. said about it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that's the only time Mommy. she's ever seen me do comedy. Uh, <laughs> was that the only time she was invited? Were you like, mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like they don't really speak English, so yeah, you know, I guess go over their heads anyway. Yeah, and it's such a mystery to them. All of this right. is such like yeah. absolutely a mystery to them. So, you know, this kind of goes into like um, what I wanted to talk about, but like, oh, I me. mean, like, what to what end? You know, my relationship with them really wouldn't benefit. Um, they really wouldn't gain any more insight into who I am or what I do. I think it might be even more mm. confusing. Um, mm. like you, sp- wow. you spend all your time doing this for how many people? For how much? Like, so right, exactly. I think it, it being remaining shrouded in mystery and having them not understand actually benefits me. Um, I love I, that. I don't think it's helpful. Um yeah, that I, I do. That's that's the sort of nature of our relationship. It's not. We are very close. I believe you. I believe, and I understand. But we do not know each other. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that that was the. I don't think that was the goal. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know how you feel about your your children. You tell me. I, I would like to know my children, and I would like them to know me. And like, ooh, like uh, Americans go on like family vacations, and they seem to like each other. They're all in bathing suits, yeah. like. <laughs> and they're not just sitting they're like moving in bathing suits like <laughs> like around and like <laughs> i see like a, i don't know like some balls are flying like I, oh they're like they're burying each yes, other yes they're using tools <laughs> like they're for me <laughs> yeah i just like that big person's having fun and the little person seems to be having fun too like that is interesting to me but that was not the plan. I, I like I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't my family culture. Like that wasn't what was happening. There was no interest in learning about children. They were busy. Yes. They were busy. They're they were busy. very busy. They're busy surviving, somewhat thriving. Um, and it's just not the culture of parenting even during that time. Like even inside, you know, even if American families got along, children were not really considered uh, in America yeah like not in the same way like I don't think 
like I don't know any of the other people that are like grew up in the 80s like their parents they're close but it kind of happened later as adults you know and they uh, oh, yeah. have an intimacy I guess that sort of that is more American they were all, even though they didn't weren't considered they were very much intimate like knowing each other and they it was a priority I don't know I'm 40 so maybe this is like more of a gen x thing because a lot you're right a lot of my younger millennial friends very much have like didn't even go through a rough teenage period with their parents with their parents yeah isn't that crazy they had parents they had had parents that were like remained in their lives as teenagers like they didn't go through a rough like isn't that crazy but yeah i don't i don't even know where i can't even compute the idea yeah Cause you gotta kind of hate. I mean, that that's the, that's the part. No, yeah. like I thought hating your parents was like. I actually thought hating your parents was like normal. Yes. And like part of child. I thought that was individuation. Yes. But apparently, individuation is a totally different thing. Hating your parents has nothing to do with it. It's just like being yourself. But um, I really thought that anyway. And then I went to NYU, and then I met a few people who didn't seem to hate them, but also were okay with being away from them. And I was like, um, something feels different. I, <laughs> You're not <laughs> running from something or yourself and your past? Like, okay. Wait, wait, what's going on there? Okay. Do you think you can be an artist? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And it turns um, out they're in marketing now. Yeah, it turns out. No, but yeah. it turns out you can be. Um, no, you can't yeah. actually. It turns out, yes. You don't have to make art from pain. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. But... <laughs> Likewise, I mean, I don't yeah. know about you, but um, but apparently in the world, you could just like totally be an artist and not have any, any, any gunk. Yeah, I mean, it turns out your parents can be supportive, and oh. <laughs> I mean, my parents are supportive now. They, my mom will cross the street, stop traffic, and be like, "She's famous," <laughs> which is a hilarious thing to do because, like, there's nothing less famous about you than your mother needing to yell <laughs> she's famous to remind people to, to <laughs> tell people she'll like she'll like take me around the synagogue oh this is my, and i you know you know you know i love you mommy yeah. you know i love you <laughs> she'll take me around the synagogue and she'll just be like this is my daughter she's famous you know like that's when you're like that's not that's actually not fame that's like the opposite of fame is you know what I mean? This is shame. This is not fame. This is shame. Uh, <laughs> shame. But it does. It does turn out that like there, there could like parents can be supportive. Turns out it is. It's bizarre, and <laughs> I and, and like knowing that I, this is where I kind of what I wanted to talk about is like I start. There are times when I look at my son's life and I am genuinely jealous. Like uh-huh. I have jealousy yeah. for the life yeah. and parents and care and like. Mm-hmm. how um how central his needs are to our lives yeah. and yeah. um the confidence he has i mean this bitch has a favorite type of mango his mm. do you know what i mean like I, and you buy it for him you're not like withholding it no you actually get it for him I'm you're excited. like i know <laughs> oh because you love him yes. i know that's a really i thought that that's really like a conscious thing to say you're deep dude you're <laughs> You're funny and smart. Shoot. Pretty. Ugh. Um, ugh. You got it all. Yeah. Um, no, that's so that's so astute and and require I, for me. That's like artistry. Also, is like you can pinpoint the truth within yourself, and then like even if you do have guilt or shame or a weird feeling, you're like, I actually think this is a collective feeling. Mm-hmm. I actually think I should say it out loud so that we can collectively move through this and just just be okay with the fact that like there are times when I'm with my daughter where like my little girl self is so jealous yes because wow was I ever allowed to throw a fit like that the answer is n o no like I'm getting shivers just even thinking about and and I stopped myself from uh, like accusing him of having it so good and so easy because Right, because he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's just a person. And, and you know, there. I'm not flawless. You know, I'm not without fault in things. I mean, you're flawless. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you asked me to be <laughs> camera ready. Uh, <laughs> I read the email. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm like schwitzing in my sweatshirt. Go on. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, I make a conscious effort to not 
remind him of like, well, you know, you know how lucky you are. You're when I was your age. Yeah, when I was your age, you know, if you if your grandmother when she was my mom, she looked because he loves his grandmother. My mother, I know, so the generous and empathetic and the patience this woman has for my son is I'm like she must have been saving it. <laughs> she <laughs> she was like, like Angie no. not deserving. <laughs> you know, I go, um, I'm not gonna use this patience today. You know what? I only have so much. I'm gonna wait a couple of decades. Um I cannot relate more. My mother, I mean if you met my mother first of all she's the cutest. Mm-hmm. She's fucking cute as hell. And then you see her with my children you're like this woman's a fucking saint this woman is perfection Mm -hmm. she is kind she she reads the gentle parenting books she sends me the reels she oh my god my daughter has fits and is annoying Mm -hmm. and she's just like but posy oh there was no sweet sound like that when i okay um (laughs) Wow. Isn't that incredible? No, I, I I have mentioned to, I never say it in a way that's like shameful to my kids, mm-hmm. but I'll be like, oh yeah, my, m- you know, my, ma- um, you know, mommy and Abba or Saba and Safta, mm-hmm. were, their grandparents, I don't know, wouldn't have, they, they weren't nice to me about something like that. They, I once said that to Ness and he was like, why wasn't Safta nice to you? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it was, I, I never said it again. Yeah. But it was devastating to him. Why would Saft is the nicest person in the world and you're my mom? <laughs> what? I mean, I, I, I did that once as well and I had this exact same reaction because I don't want to burst that bubble because it will happen eventually. I just don't want to be responsible for it. So... Even inside yeah. that moment, being aware of it, there are just moments where I'm like, I wish someone was here to give some sort of comfort to me and like yeah. the child that I had to be because I did not mm-hmm. get afforded the same sort of patience or care because a child or a childhood, childhood I mean, like right. you weren't allowed to be a child. So I mean, that, I do have to resist that impulse, but also I have to remember to be kind to my parents because there's it's just even the memory of them you have to be kind to them and yeah because by virtue of the fact that you are now a parent you understand how difficult it must have been and then for them to have not to have even fewer resources i mean like so fewer i mean it's really so fewer yes i know not even the conversation around parenting looked nothing like what it does today i mean i but i will say that sometimes the noise around parenting is hard to cut through because there's so many mm-hmm. opinions everyone has like a type of, like a baby led weaning uh like program everyone has like a way to make them sleep i can't tell you how many hundreds of dollars i've spent t- given to women for sleep training mm-hmm. counseling and know, me it's just literally me, me texting a woman so she will give me the confidence to let my child cry it out I know, I know, well, which is essentially like what they say they're not doing. And you're like, they're like, it's not crying it out. It's and you're like, okay, here's my money yeah. for the ying ying. And, and then you're texting her and she's like, don't go in. And you're like, but my body says to go in. And she's like, but you're tired. And I'm like, but my body says. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> maybe you're, getting, you're paying for that privilege. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know. I, I, Liz, all I'm saying is I know. I just know. I, just, I like, really I've, do know. I've, I've, I've army crawled out. And I, I, we all have mom group chats. Like it's so much support and so much noise yes. that ultimately I don't know how differently any of us are actually parenting outside of I being know. kinder and centering these things and not yelling at our children. Right. Which is well, good. I, I do think that's good. It's funny because like I actually so the yelling I I mean, we all do it, but you know, that's like a nervous system. That's yeah. like your nervous system is totally tapped out. Like no one want, what in what world do I want to yell at you? Like, I don't want no. to, that hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that to anyone, but that's like a nerve, like a, the nervous system being like, I actually can't take it anymore. <laughs> like I actually can't take it anymore. Yeah. But like the kinder I think is really good. There are some things like around shame that I think like is so nuanced mm-hmm that it's really hard to not shame children if you were shamed as a child. Mm-hmm. If, like, your mother telling you, you she loves you and saw you up on that stage and w- had her eye on you was saying you were the shortest one up there. Like, 
that was her most love. She literally reached for the most loving thing to say. And that was it. <laughs> and she was like, the rest of it I'll save for my grandchild in about 10 years. Like, I'm that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly. And she tried. She tried. And the, the thing, and the, so, so I think like you know, I try really hard not to shame, da da da, whatever. But like sometimes, I'm like, sometimes it just sp- spills out of my face because I, I was, I've been indoctrinated for so many mm-hmm. decades around like that's how you treat children, mm-hmm. that's how I was treated. I say sorry though. That's a big one. I, I always say sorry. I I, say sorry. I apologize. That is new. And I have gotten, like, given myself more... Generationally now. Yes. I mean, but I have given myself... I have learned how to give myself a little more grace around these things. Because I feel like if you have the resources, you have the information, you have the data that we all are afforded now. And I'm like, why can't I be better? Why can't I fix this? Well, and it's... But it's like... Yeah. No, it's like anything else. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, we have all the data around how to be the most successful podcasters, comedians the fitness fucking people we we ca- we have all the data like Goog- we could google literally anything mm-hmm. but we're also just like people who are operating under i don't know how much sleep you have a seven month old and uh, how old is your oldest seven so he's getting good seven. my, my seven year old is getting good sleep uh, i'm getting good. about four hours <laughs> so you see so like you know like we're also people like mm-hmm. we're not machines we're not ai <clears throat> anyway it's like we know a lot but but actually doing better takes an enormous amount of work so much I, and it's you know I, do you have a second shift do you work a second shift like do you know what i'm talking about like where you do your regular stuff and then at night after the children go to sleep you have like the, the second shift of things that as a mom you're responsible for i have to do yeah yeah i have a second shift and then there are sometimes where I'm just too tired and I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't. So that's what I like. That second shift, there's so much parenting that's done, and like logistically and organizationally, like mentally, that you have to do in that second shift. And like for me personally, I'm working in the content mines all day, and then I have to yeah. work at the, you know, you do it so good. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm digging hard. You. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're doing great. I'm getting a lot of ore. Um, <laughs> and so. You know, and then after the mad dash to bedtime and trying to catch up with a certain amount of culture and checking in with friendships and other relationships in my life that sustain me. And so where I make a yeah. priority, that second shift sometimes, you're, you know, I, I don't clock in. I don't do the dishes. I don't do the I don't dishes. Clock in. I mean, I can't. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I like recently came to the sort of conclusion that like maybe that's like my protest. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot. My body literally will say like, I can't. Mm. I can't do the dishes and I can't pack the lunch right now. And I don't want to. And like, you know what? I did it for such a long time. Yes. And I'm handing it off to my husband these days or I'm doing it in the morning. Or it's not getting done. Like, (laughs) or on the way to fucking preschool, I pick up a bagel with cream cheese. Yes. You know, and like, that's going to have to be okay because like, she's loved and cared for and I think and something that I want to ask you is like you do make a priority to go after your dreams and I think that that is a a level of self-care that people don't talk about enough like do I think facials are great do I think like you know a bath is nice yes absolutely but I also think like fulfilling your life's mission is so important to your soul Mm -hmm. and to your family I mean, I wish I could say that I do it, that it comes easily and I do it without guilt or like I do it with a certain amount of like bravura and confidence. But I feel honestly that I pursue my dream with a great deal of like, um, uh, like I'm worried about it. I am always, I feel like I'm apologizing for it a lot. I, um, and as a result, I have to work harder in my second shift. I feel a lot of responsibility and guilt. Yes. For doing it. Oh, and like the, and the tryhards. Mm-hmm. You know what I feel? I feel like, like I just did a play and I felt like I had to like give more on stage than I really needed to. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I needed to give more at home than I really needed to. And then I somehow have to give more of like self care because I've given out to everyone else. And like actually the math doesn't add up. No. <laughs> Cause when I <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, uh, 
something's got to literally give. Yeah. Um, when I watch you do it, like pursuing, I mean, you are so fucking funny and smart <laughs> and talented. I mean, and just like a goddamn delight. Um, but when I watch, I didn't know that you had that guilt. Mm-hmm. And actually, because I didn't perceive that, I was sort of like, I, I was inspired. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? That's so great to hear. I'm glad I can do yeah. that. I mean, I I am a big proponent of faking it until you make it. And I um do I I do consciously not show a lot of vulnerability like in my performance. I'm not someone that's like, oh, I'll put upon him like, you know, I'm you know, us ladies, you know, we're we're so you know, you don't have time to brush our hair, like the Roseanne yeah. type of like ladies, like I do make it a point to not be as vulnerable because I do kind of think that I don't want to have moms feel like they can't do things, that it's all possible. Like, I'm glad that you feel that way. It is a conscious sort of thing. But the reality of it. I know. I I really do. I really I can feel that it's conscious Mm -hmm. and I appreciate it. I feel like it's like a bit of advocacy on your part. (laughs) But what were you going to say? You said uh, there was like an underbelly. Yeah, I mean, because. The thing is online, things are always at two extremes, right? So there are versions of mom and uh, comedian and even uh, femininity and femaleness that are represented as like they divulge and are incredibly vulnerable. And it's like every trauma, everything that's wrong constantly. And like this is a post around being really vulnerable, like that sort of genre. And then there's the genre where, like, I think I want to occupy where it's a little more mysterious. And when I leave a room, people are like, how does she do it? You know? Mm -hmm. um, And then we get on the podcast and we talk about it. You know, like, that is that is a very conscious choice because it's so artfully done. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> like, yeah, it really is. myself over here. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are. I mean, really you are. Of course you are. But I'm, yeah. I, I, I know as a mom that, or I don't, you know, cause there are people with a lot of help out in the mm-hmm. world that don't divulge that, you know, that there are people whose second shift is um, handed off to someone they pay, sure. which, is absolutely totally fucking yeah. fine, and even those women, by the way, are working their asses off. I mean, to be fair. I, my, I am very fortunate to not only I do have help, and I also yeah. have my parents very close by. Like, it's wow. very, it's I could not sustain this, and still yeah, I could not sustain this absolutely without a community. And whenever people reach out to me about like how I manage it, I'm like, I don't. It's absolutely mm-hmm. impossible. Like the People that mm. are telling you that they're doing it without help are lying. Because they're, they're lying. Or they're not telling you how much help mm-hmm. they have. Like, because that's not like, because they're, they're storytelling online and they're running a business mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, and, and they're waiting for the podcast for someone to ask them, which is fine, yeah. you know, like every, but, but it's, it's incumbent upon me at least to say that it's impossible to do it without help, real help um and even when we do have help it's a lot of work i mean there's no there's no help in the world that will help like you still have to sign the permission slip you still have to think about what they're going to do during the summer you're the ones paying and signing them up for the camps like there's just Mm. no level like maybe the super celebrity people who make x amount of dollars and the one percent but even if you're i I know some of those yes but even they have to sign the permission slip there's someone has to go to the doctors like this your parent there is like a also they fucking care about their the thing is they care about their children yes like that's that's one thing you cannot outsource Mm -hmm. like even if the even if the nanny loves your kids which i'm sure she Mm -hmm. does like that a level of care you love your kids you want to be like as much as you want to be on vacation all the time true or you want to be on tour doing your comedy or your music like all true you also want to be with your kids Mm -hmm. like that's a real thing that's happening that's inside of every parent for the most part that you know even if you have even if you have help that that push pull is always present and I, I think that even if you even if you don't like quote, quote unquote like we can't um like if you can't 
don't have a situation or the resources to be able to get like a nanny. That's yeah. fine, but you still need help. Like mm-hmm. someone in your community, a friend, someone like you can't you this we none of us were meant to live this way. Siloed. No, this is not <laughs> like siloed in these things. Like your child also needs exposure to other adults. Someone to even give you reprieve and your relationship yeah. some space. Like there, especially um, early on, I don't think mm. I ever. Um, early on, I was very uh, hesitant to relinquish control. So I'm speaking yeah. from like kind of experience here. Why with my second, I was much more uh, willing to just relinquish a lot of control. With my first, I was very afraid. I was filled with, I had afraid. postpartum anxiety, which was not a really yeah. a thing when I uh, gave birth to my son. Yeah. Even six years ago when I had my son, I, I experienced postpartum anxiety, but I didn't know until it was sort of gone. Yes. Like I didn't. I I didn't have a name for mm-hmm. it. I was like, this is a really intense love yes. feeling. <laughs> yes. It felt like- I didn't understand. I thought that was love. I really did. Because also, I really th- it also reflects how uh, my mother loved. It was right. very anxious, like, anxious Attachment, forward, right? Yeah. Like it was worry. Mm-hmm. It was um, a type of. Worry was love. Was worry love. was love. So it came from, it felt very familiar, but it was this, the noise was so incessant I couldn't articulate what it was. I did feel legitimately like I was losing my mind and mm. I couldn't relinquish control. And the second, and so my relationship with my friends, with my uh, comedy, with all of it really spiraled in a way where I could not enjoy motherhood. It was like something that, um, I, 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 that, that, my, that first year I feel I felt the joy kind of slipping through my fingers like I could I was like I knew I should be experiencing it and I could feel fleeting moments of it but because of the anxiety I just felt it constantly like slipping through my fingers and once I finally had a control a handle on it and I let people you know help whether it was a babysitter every once in a while going on a date night going on a walk, not having to do something so structured, not obsessing over every single milestone that he wasn't hitting. Um, You know, this is like the kind of advice where, so my son wasn't doing well potty training. He wasn't, I have like a bit about it online, how he, it's a call, it's a phenomenon with boys specifically called fecal hoarding and they won't uh, poo in a poop. Yeah. You think I didn't see that one? (laughs) I saw that. So I was really concerned. And I remember uh, worrying about it. With, and I was t- talking to my mother-in-law, my Soviet um, mother-in-law. And she was like, Angela. Um, <laughs> Angela. Um, you know, I also was worried. Like my son would also not. This was the same problem he had. And I was just so worried about it. And I remember talking to this um, older gentleman at a, at a party about this. Con- I was concerned. And he came up to me and he said, Marina, look around you. Do you see any men shitting their pants in the streets? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he'll figure it out. And then- oh, my God, Marina. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Any men shitting their pants in the streets? He'll figure it out. And I love that. And the thing is, usually when people are like, it's, it'll be fine, it feels like they're dismissing your concern. But the, yeah. the way that the story was phrased, it really gave me room to be like, yeah, there are no people shitting their pants in the pants. Like, <laughs> Wait a second. I noticed that, too. Like, it really got through to me. And... It, it really um, gave me some perspective about when you're so myopic about your child and his needs and what's happening mm. right now, mm. and you have no mm-hmm. other context, especially if it's your first, you are freaking out. Uh, because yeah. there's not a, no matter how many mom groups you're in, like it's just you are freaking out internally. And yeah, yeah. You know, that conversation and that permission, like where, I don't know, this like kind of old world attitude about it. I was like, yeah, because there is no um, Instagram uh, mom saying that. (laughs) Literally zero because they're not making money off that. You know what I mean? There's no program they can push when that's That's the story. Um, That's exactly right. So 
you know, I feel like that's sometimes really important to remember. Like that's sort of the story I tell a lot of uh, first time younger moms where I'm like, I know you're not going to really hear anything I say. When I tell you yeah. that it'll be fine, you can't hear it because you think that I'm dismissing your anxiety and fear. But listen to the story because, yeah, you know, they'll figure it out, you know. They're going to figure it out. And he figured it out? Yes, he did. I mean, he still woke up at 5.30 and I continue to spend money. And there's still sleep trainers out there that I've given $200 to and never yeah. helped me figure it out. Um, but, you know, it's you have to remember that it's the way that your family operates and the way that you even choose to love your children is the way you choose to do it. Yeah. You can't be prescribed that. And yeah. I find it, I have to remind myself of that all the time because mm. especially if you are loved imperfectly and you feel like mm. you, that memory of like how you were parented doesn't, mm. it finds you, you feel like it, it mm. was lacking. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. trust yourself to love. Like you don't, you can't trust well. yourself to love quote unquote correctly. Yeah. And you know, it's it's that you have to just give yourself grace in some moments not always you know because that's hard to do and I get it but reminding yourself occasionally will give you the permission to you know check out of like not doing that second shift give yourself permission to be good at what you are designed to be good at right your dream what you're it it yeah, it, that's the time to give yourself that kind of grace and then take a breath. I just want to reflect. I just want to fl- reflect to you that, like, I think you pursuing your comedy, I see it as an extension of your mothering. <laughs> do you? I see it as you. I do, because I see, like, you mothering a younger part of yourself in a way that you needed so that you're not actively jealous of your own children. Yes. I mean, that... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because... You're getting what you need. You're getting what you need right now in the present moment. Maybe you didn't at the time, like when you were their age necessarily, but in order not to be triggered by that experience, uh, you need to fill your cup, which you're intuitively doing. You're filling your cup and creating boundaries. You're like actual parents it would be great if you could be fantastic at grandparenting right now while I go do my job which I was meant to do I will not report back to you you have nothing nice to say like (laughs) this is this is really this is good parenting of yourself and that has a huge ripple effect on your children I mean I, I I I your wholeness and I say this to myself mm. also because when I when I watch you, like, you're killing it. You're hilarious. You're gorgeous. You're ambitious. You're smart. And you're much. out there. Yeah. It's too much. Stop being so nice to me. I can't handle that. Please. Uh, okay. So just listen to it on the replay. So um, when I watch that, I get the permission slip also to reparent myself. And I don't say reparent like, oh, my parents did a bad mm-hmm. job, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. They really did yes. that. Like, really. But there are parts of me that weren't seen that get to be seen now. And if I don't tend to that, like, you better believe my nervous system gets overstimulated and I shout more than I'd like. Yeah. And I act in ways that really make me feel shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, and And like, I didn't live up to the mom I want to be the only way to like circumvent that is by giving myself what I need and what I yeah need is art and conversation oh yeah I mean during the pandemic when I was there were no shows let me tell you the people that really felt that were my were my family yeah it it was my family oh Oh, believe Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> that was really hard. That was really, really, really hard. Like I for I needed to be perceived and my family who don't have to bear witness to this because I get it elsewhere. Typically, I was yeah. like, like really doing it at them in a way that they had never had to before. And I remember yeah. my husband being like, maybe you should be doing a couple more Zoom shows. <laughs> like something yeah, 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 said yeah. before. Um, like, oh, like 
babe, like, do you want to go hang out with somebody? Maybe <laughs> like you're, you're, you're screaming a lot of jokes and t- hot takes. <laughs> um, funny. Yeah. That was funny, mommy. Is this giving you enough of what you need, mama? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. The answer is yeah. no. So if you could laugh yes. harder, please. Thank you. Thank you much. I mean, so I think they, in particular, my son understood it really um, in a way he hadn't before. Because I think before he did, like, he was upset about me leaving, especially before bedtime. Sure. He saw me leaving. Sure. And I would, he was like, oh, you look very nice. Or like, you know, because usually he sees me in a different form. You know, like mom, and then I become performer, and he sees it. Yes, yes, he's my my parents. I my children do yeah. also. They'll be like, my my daughter will put on a princess dress, and she'll be like, I'm going to sing now. <laughs> you know, there's like this version of you that they see you click into, and yeah. um, during the lockdown, I think he understood what I am outside a little bit because I needed it so desperately and I me too yeah he I think they understood it and I think he's much more um, understanding of it in a way that he couldn't be because he had never seen it it was only something that I did outside yes he needs it do you know what I mean like and that's what that's thank god for art thank god for comedy like you make me laugh so hard, you know, like it's, it's a gift for all of us. And it, it's like a pressure release. It's a healthy pressure release. It's connection. It's laughter. Mm. It's storytelling. It's, there's like, there's only an upside to pursuing your dreams. I really believe that. I, I there was one, there are, have been a couple of guests who came on who have said that their their mothers were actresses. Oh wow. That never per, that ended up not pursuing it because they had a child, which you know we 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 all know this story, yes. right? Because like I don't know why, I don't know why, but we always felt like children were like the opposite of pursuing a career in entertainment mm-hmm. for whatever and in 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 many ways they are. <laughs> but like there have been two guests that came on and it created a lot of almost hurt for them, you know, because they children don't want to be the reason for their parents' discontent or lack in any way. They want to add to our lives. And to feel like an adult disappointment and adult regret <laughs> Like that's 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 fucking heavy, bro. Like I mean, for me, like listening to it, I'm like, oh. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I can't even hear it without making a weird. Yeah. Face. Like, oh, like brutal. I, I, that's sort of why. I I would say this if I if the calculus was that pursuing the dream was worse and harder than staying at home and caring for my children or doing just a regular job. Cause I can't imagine myself really being a stay at home. I don't think I'm built for it. Um, yeah. Ditto. So regardless, I I yeah, regardless, I would have worked in some way. So yeah. Like if the calculus and the math on the net return on what I am, I'm receiving from my pursuit didn't make sense. Like it was making me go crazy. And I know a lot of actor friends and comedian friends where that happened. Right. They hated going on stage. They didn't like it. The grind sucked. And they and it's true. Like there are plenty of times where I'm like, I don't want to go out at 830 and perform, you know, Um, or I don't want to be treated like that. Exactly. I don't want to be paid that. It's crazy what I've done. It's crazy the things I've done for twenty five dollars. Like, oh, my God, crazy. (laughs) Like, really? So crazy. (laughs) I'll never speak of them, but (laughs) the things I've done for $25 (laughs) is nuts. Um, The things I've done for 80, even more wild. I mean, really. So if if that ever happened, I think I would gladly have done that. But because it hasn't and because it continues to be the source of deep joy and fulfillment... Mm. I, I, there was no world in which I could even, even if I did have a regular job, I couldn't see myself giving this up. And I told my mm. husband that very early on, you know, cause I didn't start comedy until I turned 30. 
And yeah, yeah. I I was th- I wasn't sure if you started comedy after your son was born. Actually, I started yeah. doing stand up while I was thirty eight weeks pregnant. Wow. I was I was two centimeters dilated when I went up <laughs> for the first time. You were about to deliver. About to deliver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I was truly. That was the last time I auditioned for. Um, a, a second city like general I don't know why they called me in and this is what's even crazier that I went in you know I, I was <laughs> I mean I get yes it. I really get it <laughs> you know I, I did I did oceans eight when I was eight months pregnant <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah I was like a shop girl in, in the scene with Sandra Bullock and it's the thing that like has gotten around TikTok more times than I can count <laughs> and I was just like that one booking mm-hmm. I it like really it really made it okay for me to be pregnant for whatever reason. I just like needed that. Yes. I needed that. I needed to know that my career wasn't over. I just needed to know that like I could still work that I wasn't some like discarded mm-hmm. piece of meat. Cuz you do. That's There's good. like a part of the industry that feels like that um when I was pregnant, it's it's very different even in the six years between my f- first child and ne- with my second. Because with my yeah. first, with my, chi- my with my son, I kind of felt like everyone was ready to say goodbye. They're like, okay, mm. well, I guess you're going to, you're finished with this now. And, you know, like somehow I was like a paper towel and, you know, th- I was ready to be thrown away. Little they know yeah. I'm an immigrant and we never throw away paper mm-hmm. towel. We reuse. And Yeah, we do. <laughs> so like I wasn't. You know, I wasn't ready. And in that time, in the six years since, I, I, I see the difference in the industry and the people that are taking yeah. in, because there are a lot of younger women that also, yeah, like they they see themselves, they want to have a child and continue to work. So they see you and they're like, yes, of course, and assume correctly that you do. It wasn't like yeah. that even six years ago. It's very I agree. I agree. I so agree. Actually, when I auditioned for Ocean's 8, I was eight weeks pregnant. I wasn't sure it was going to stick because you never know. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and by it, I mean Ness Kai Serkin, yeah. who's like walking around. Um, and I didn't tell anyone. But once they shot, um, they obviously knew I was pregnant. And the writer and casting director were like, she's a shop girl. Like, just let her do it. And there was a bit of an issue. Really? But they won out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they really went to bat for me. They were like, she's really funny. Like, that was a really great two audit. Like, let's do this. Like, she can do it. Um, and I'm really good friends with them now because that was such a bonding moment. But I don't know. I, I wonder if people are doing films with more with pregnant ladies more. I mean, I hope so. But I do know that, like, I do know that I just did a play and things are different. I mean, like... I'm, the, my dressing mate was this 24-year-old girl who was, like, not taking shit. The stage managers, like, things that I thought were totally normal mm-hmm. in the theater. They were like, no, it's our break. You know, like. <laughs> the boundaries things, of these things. children is really very healthy. Like They're like, nope. I know. I, I know. Yeah. I As a collective, mm-hmm. I'm like, the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> is that self-respect? <laughs> What's that smell? Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think we're getting better. Yeah. I think it's getting better. Because it's like, there used to be this idea that, you know, the reality, and if art is going to reflect that, is that sometimes women are pregnant. <laughs> like, it turns out. It turns out. Like, they do be getting pregnant. And yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's interesting that how often care was taken to like disguise and like hide and all this stuff it's like the reality is sometimes you do run into women that are shockingly <gasps> pregnant and yeah. and it's you know when I was the reason why I gave up improv was because when I was pregnant I could just these 24 and even during stand-up when I was pregnant the second time there are these 24 year old men that just like it blows their mind because they just truly have never considered a pregnant woman before Having a conversation. Having a conversation. Like, that's, like, something gross that their mom did. And, like, that's it. Talking while pregnant (laughs) in front of me? Okay, someone take her to jail. (laughs) This woman needs to be arrested. Um, And it was, like, they were so scared of me. And there's also a thing about, like, 
being really pregnant and, you know, doing improv, which is, you know, the whoosh whoosh of it all, which is kind of painful to watch. And it during when I was doing improv, it was very rare. And in the time since, I know so many women that have done pro- improv pregnant. That's awesome. And it's that's awesome. And it was like it was interesting because, you know, I was like, I didn't understand what was coming with the energy that was coming off these young men. Cause I was like, you know, I was already married when I started comedy. So I was accustomed to being disregarded and like kind of like a neutered energy. Like they're like, I don't want to fuck you and you have no power. So I don't know what you are. And I was already mm. accustomed to that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd want to fuck you. And they did just, not. Just a hunt. No, no, no. <laughs> Guaranteed they did not. <laughs> I know I agree shocking they're lost yeah shocking I know but that was never the energy coming towards me and but it was very new when I was pregnant I asked my husband I was like what do you think it is and he was like you know for young men who are like not in their 30s and don't know many women at that point who have been pregnant it's kind of like a Fabergé egg has entered the room like it's very they perceive it as very delicate very important Mm -hmm. but you cannot touch or disturb it so it's like they just don't know how to regard you. They're just very aware. I, I can't imagine being I can't imagine being in an improv scene with someone I felt that way with. I'd be like, how do you even talk? Like how do you even they don't want to they don't want to engage, they don't want to touch, they don't want to like all that stuff. And so that makes it hard to have a an establish a relationship with that person inside of an improv scene, which is all about establishing a relationship. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I started doing stand-up because of that and so i i could have a dialogue with the audience and i would establish a relationship Mm. with the audience Mm. and that's how i got started i mean Mm. it was just by virtue of the fact that i knew i needed to do something and the industry and the community i was in currently could not give me what i needed Mm. and uh i'm so glad you started um stand up you're so good at it (laughs) i mean i was not before funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, of course, you need you needed practice. I mean, that is part of it. Where I think, you know, my when we go back to like how I was mothered, I I, I never took uh, disapproval or no as an excuse to not do it anyway. Because my mom constantly told me no. My co- mom was constantly giving me boundaries, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> what you, you know, what's next? Because there's, yeah. there can't simply be this closed off. And that is something that really is how, and you know this, right? Like, especially in this industry, yeah. you hear no incessantly. You hear no most yeah. of the time. Yeah, but I always heard no incessantly. Yes. So I ain't scared. Yes. So I ain't scared of your no. <laughs> Actually, what's really interesting is I, I get, <clears throat> I'm working on this. I'm so used to no's, mm-hmm. but the inevitable yes always always ends up showing up like once you're like in this industry for long enough you're doing your work you're auditioning I mean you're not afraid of the no like great but then it's when things are good that like my therapist will be like well now we now we keep an eye on you you know so that you don't blow it up and uh <laughs> <laughs> and so I think really- there's like it's, it's like good it's good yeah and just I'm what I'm working on is just like allowing the world to say yes to me too, because the world also wants to say yes. Girl, that is that is where I'm living. Like, like learning to accept the yes of the world is. I mean, for someone who's done, done as much improv, I am having a tough time yes ending that yes, shit. Like I, that. I really, it's it's very. You know, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily the reparenting or whatever, but like I do have to find, I, I, I find it very difficult to give myself that grace. And yes, I, that's, you know what, next pod, let's see if I, I've worked it out because right now. <laughs> let's like see, if the, let's like let the world say yes to us the next time it wants to say yes to us. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's might be this... very, yeah, I'm, I'm journaling right now. Like right now. <laughs> and then we'll try it again. And it'll be like one step at a time because like we got the I'm not afraid of rejection part. Yes. That's pretty dope. We got a leg up on that. Yeah. Like what if what if the what if like the world doesn't actually want to reject us? Because like, let me tell you, you really are fucking awesome. Oh, thank you. I mean, really, likewise, likewise. I mean, it's really tough to like hear. And so I'm like. (laughs) See, wait, just say yes to that. Just say yes to that. Okay. Yes. And and no, no, likewise, it's been um, 
I've been listening to uh, a couple of the podcast episodes and it's like, it's very, you know, you are very vibrant and fun, but you know, it's takes a lot of the bandwidth you have to be able to do this as well as all the other things you do. Like good on you, girl. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) I find this easier than parenting. (laughs) I really, I really do. Like I find it easier than bath time. Agreed. It's just like they're so slippery. I, I mean, I love them so much. Please don't. They're so, they're so Please, slippery. Let me just help you. Can I cut your nails? Like, just yes. let me. Like you're so um, slippery during this time, and it's hard I to know. literally get a handle on you. Um, Anji, can I see you live ever? Are you do you perform in New York? Um, yes, I'm going to. We are doing an East Coast tour in August. If you go to Great. my Instagram at uh, yeah. the best Unji, you'll we'll be announcing it. But yes, we are going to be doing New York and LA in the fall. Great! So, I cannot wait. Yes. Any other um, events or things we should be looking out for? Um, not really. If you want to go to my website, I'll have the shows up. Follow me on Instagram. But like, I really am. Uh, the big we're doing all the city wineries. Like three oh. of them. We're doing city wineries in. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, and then Boston. So August awesome. 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Um, I performed at City Winery here in New York City. And if you, I don't know, maybe I can help. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> um, hey, thanks for this. Yeah. Likewise. You're, like, you're, thank you for this. It, it got it got deeper than who are you today. And I'm here for yeah. that. Was that the only question you asked? <laughs> Was that the only, I don't know. Wow. It's a blur. We're going to have to really like listen back. What the hell just happened? <laughs> thank you. Thank and thank you. you for listening, friends. See you next week on uh, Mom Curious. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day. 